Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Weirdly Cosmic Podcast, Gemini Full Moon Edition. Um, December the 7th is the Gemini Full Moon. It's the last full moon of 2022. But before I dive in, first of all, I really want to thank you all for following my channel and for showing up and for those who give me thumbs up and comments and have subscribed, if you haven't already, I hope you will subscribe below if you're listening and uh, maybe check the little bell to get notified when I upload new content. This is all helping me to grow and expand um, for free of charge for you, really. So um, any support you can give me with the YouTube alg algorithms would be very welcome. And also, before I dive in, I quickly want to say that um, I have a promotion going on at the moment. Um, I'm trying to expand my Venus Enchantment community so that I can focus on the members of the community and spend a lot of time creating content and more YouTube videos and so on and so forth. And for those that join my Venus Enchantment community by the end of the year, if you stay a member through the end of September next year, you will get my renowned Venus Retrograde Heroines Journey class for free. That's running through from July through September. And that's going to cost $2.97 for anybody who joins it next year. And a year's membership for the Venus Enchantment community is $253, or you can do $23 a month. And for that, you get two live calls a week. Um, and you get some months, some almost daily short videos keeping you in track with what's going on in the skies, month ahead forecasts, forecasts, uh, some tarot readings and so on and so forth. Right. So I'm going to dive in to um, this full moon. And before I do show you the chart, I want to say this is the card I pulled. So this is exciting new beginnings. And you're like, what? It's a full moon. Full moons are endings, release. Well, with a release, you know, comes a, an expansion of energy and new beginnings. And Gemini is very fresh energy anyway. This feels like a very new moony <laughs> uh, full moon. And so this is really um, inspiration, new ideas, enthusiasm enthusiasm and new initiative so that's what's coming for us on that full moon it's a very exciting month ahead I'm actually recording this just before the Sagittarius new moon the whole moon cycle which ends with the Capricorn new moon right after the solstice is a very exciting time chaotic yes <laughs> I made a, a video just for the Sagittarius season looking at all signs I'll link to that um, at the end of this video but um, just so you know that uh, you can watch that too for your sign but just know that it's crazy chaotic uh, like a bucking bronco kind of thing I called it but it's exciting if you feel exciting, although I feel for you if you suffer from anxiety, because there are some elements of it that could be a little bit anxiety inducing. So especially if, if you know, the outer world's kind of invading in your space. The other cards I wanted to show you are the lover. The Gemini card in the tarot is the lover's card. And this really gives an indicator of what the depth of Gemini is about. It's about our relationships and all our relationships, not just men and women. Um, it's all opposites. 
Um, and it's very black and white, which is why I'm wearing my black and white top for this podcast. So this is the Gemini card. And then this is the planet that rules the sign of Gemini, the magician, the magus, the Mercury card. He's juggling all the elements. And this is very um, appropriate for this full moon as well, because we have all the elements connected to the um, full moon in the chart. So we'll, we'll be looking at that. Okay, so first, let me give you a flavor of Gemini. Gemini is a really youthful sign. And Gemini is a mentally agile sign, but it can also be very restless, very scattered. It's very curious. Um, it's very chatty, very capricious, but very adaptable as well. And so Gemini is changeable and um, and very mentally um, uh, um, I can't think of my words. Anyway, Gemini is also about perception and the sharing of all connections. So taking us back to the lover's card. Okay. They can also be quite opinionated. Um, you know, Gemini can be quite shallow. It's very useful, useful, as I said, and very talkative. It can be quite two-faced because it's got this mimic quality as well. So that's just a flavor of the Gemini energy as we're coming into the Gemini moon. But of course, it's a Gemini full moon in the Sagittarius um, season. So the sun is in Sagittarius and it's an opposition between the moon and Sagittarius. So Sagittarius is all about higher learning. It's about seeking, exploring, shooting the arrows. I always think of Katniss Everdeen <laughs> with her bow and arrow. When I think of Sagittarius, being a Sagittarius myself, it's uh, the wanderer and the wanderer with an O and an A. And so we've got these two signs opposing each other and a full moon is integration of them on the axis of truth and knowledge and understanding. So this is the core of this full moon. It's about truth and knowledge and understanding. OK, so let's take a look at the chart, then we'll dive in and look at uh, numbers and uh, things like that as well and talk about the general energies. So here we are. This is on December the 7th, 2022. So it's a six year. It's a seven day. It's at 16 degrees, which is also a seven. So we'll be looking at that number. But it's a 12 month. So that's 3, 10, 16. It's a seven universal day as well. So this is sevens, sevens, sevens. All right. So. The biggest aspects on this full moon are that the Mars is retrograde conjunct the moon and Mars um, is almost at the middle of his retrograde on this full moon. He went retrograde on October the 30th, um, will turn direct on January the 12th. He's actually just slightly past the middle. He's exactly eight degrees from the degree he will station direct at which is at eight degrees in seven minutes <clears throat> and he's stationed retrograde at 25 degrees 36 minutes so he's slightly over halfway but the middle point of a retrograde is usually kind of a turning point um i i don't know about you but i've found the first um where are we now uh, 
by the time of this, <laughs> we'll be halfway through. But so far, at, as, at this point, as I record this on the 22nd, we're only just over three weeks into Mars retrograde. And I have been finding it quite interesting, shall we say. Um, a lot of uh, kind of verbal barbs, verbal attacks, as we really figure out who we're commune in community with. There's been a lot of a kind of aggression. Now, this is opposing my Sagittarius energy. But my point for that is that this is opposing the sun on this. So on this full moon with a heightened energy already of a full moon, there may be some verbal attacks and some harsh words flying around. So you don't want to be that person, really. OK, Mars with the moon triggered emotionally, uh, triggered emotionally by others um, lashing back out and hitting others with barbs and arrows is what comes to mind. So know that that might be going on in the world. You may find things coming at you. Um, I already am because of my Sagittarius stellium. For example, the day I record this, um, I have Mars exactly opposing my son and somebody really attacked me on my Facebook page. And it's fine. It's fine. I can I can let those bobs bounce off. But um, just know that that's it's got that kind of tension with Mars there conjunct the moon because the moon is our emotions and Mars it can be quite aggressive and Mars in Mars retrograde is kind of revisiting and relooking at its relationships and um, people are going to be a little bit emotionally triggered we know that full moon energy itself is very very heightened anyway um you know uh, ERs fill up and and so on and so forth incidentally as well um the Sagittarius Gemini axis um also connects us to journeys, uh, Gemini being short journeys and um, also um, connected to motor vehicles and the like. So people may not be thinking very straight when they're driving under this full moon. So anyway, you get the idea. OK, so this full moon as well is um, also in what I'm going to call immutable grand square. And um, this is to Juno in Pisces. Juno is the partnership asteroid. So I'll talk about that as we go through. And this is asteroid Lilith. I'm going to talk about that as well. But know that a mutable Grand Cross is a point of great tension and mutable signs. There's change coming. But, you know, we've got all these four directions. We've got the air, the mind in Gemini. We've got Pisces, the connection with spirit and the unconscious. And then we've got Sagittarius, which is the kind of the guru, the teacher and, and kind of very forward moving. And then um, in the earth sign, we've got um, Lilith and the earth sign in Virgo, which is kind of a bit of a warrior as well. And also Mercury ruled. Um, so we've got two Mercury ruled signs involved. So there may be a lot of mental agitation, um, but there's more reason why there's probably mental um agitation um, because we have mercury venus mars and the moon all out of bounds on the full moon and when they're out of bounds that means they're so far away from the ecliptic 
and um and that means they're acting eccentrically kind of um out of character a little bit exaggerated um not in the bounds of their usual behavior which is why they're called out of bounds so um know that things are going to be very erratic very crazy very chaotic so um just be aware of that okay the other thing i will be talking about a little bit is this um we've got 26 degrees it's Pallas athena and black moon lilith opposing pluto um in aspect to ceres in virgo and i'm going to say in aspect to jupiter who incidentally is stationing direct on um, the 23rd so um, as i record this he's not direct um between the new and full moon in fact we've had jupiter and neptune stationing direct jupiter on november the 23rd neptune on december the 3rd just four days before this so we've got a big tidal shift of change of consciousness and energy in pisces happening before this full moon kind of pushing this big wave of change towards the full moon as well as for energies being out of bounds on the full moon okay so wow so anyway I'll, i will be talking about all that in detail and what it means but let's first look at this seven because it's such a seven as i said it's a seven day seven universal um day and um seven because uh, of 16 degrees one plus six is seven so the number seven resonates with the vibrations and energies of the collective consciousness faith and spirituality as always i'm taking this from the numbers and their meanings dot blogspot.com numerology dash the numbers and their meanings dot blogspot.com my favorite numerology site um she um, says this is the number of um, spiritual awakening and awareness, spiritual enlightenment, spiritual development, mysticism, intuition and inner knowing, inner wisdom, psychic abilities, the esoteric, uh, deep contemplation and introspection. And to me, that really speaks of this because this mutable uh, Grand Cross with Mars retrograde and um, the personal planets all out of bounds okay including the moon <laughs> uh, but venus uh, mercury venus and mars the personal planets out of bounds and the moon out of bounds is very introspective we're rethinking our perceptions we're revisiting what we think how we see things how we speak to each other how we communicate in all our relationships and our communities okay so the sub seven also relates to mental analysis so it's mercury ruled with a also you know mercury ruled virgo also in the in the mix uh philosophy and the philosophical um scientific research and so on now you know this is kind of quite a lone number um she relates it to the chariot um card which is um, actually the cancer card in the tarot but um, in that respect I would see this seven um, in this one as calling us to pull all these directions into center in the chariot card the the in the toth tarot particularly the rider of the chariot is in protective armor in 
side with holding the world um, on his um, sacral chakra, saying, gather in your resources into center, because there's going to be a lot going on out there. And we have to go within to check out our inner knowing, inner wisdom, bring it all into center, bring in all the elements uh, we're going to talk about astrologically and integrate bring it together. You think of Gemini, it's the two pillars, bring the pillars together and bring everything into center. Always a good idea anyway, but you know. Now, before we look at the astrology, um, I just want to just tell you a little, little bit of um, information about December the 7th. Because Ceres is part of that mystic rectangle I'm going to talk about, and Ceres is also known as Demeter, Demeter and Persephone, December the 7th is actually called the Haloya of Demeter. It's a remembrance day of Demeter's mourning for her, the loss of her daughter Persephone. So this full moon on December the 7th is taking us into the dark of the moon, in the winter of the seasons, emotionally, it doesn't matter what hemisphere you're in, you're going to be feeling this emotionally. So even though I'm speaking about the northern hemisphere, physical winter, Demeter or Ceres is very much associated with the cycles of life and death and rebirth and living in alignment with those cycles. And this is her day. So even though this full moon is so big, because, you know, it's and, and so mentally lively and feeling chaotic and out of control. The answer to kind of working your way through it is that seven and Demeter remembrance, remembering. OK. And um, what were some other words? Reflection. OK. Review very Mars retrograde in Gemini, but also very of the moon, really. So it's about uh, spending some time, some time considering perhaps what you've lost over the last few months, years, um, and uh, whether you've lost physically or um, lost patterns, lost emotionally. We've all lost something through the last few um, years and the pandemic and all the things that have been going on. Some of the things needed to be lost, but it's good to reflect on them and where we're going now at this rebirth after this full moon. Because the, the new moon that's coming after this full moon, we've got a Capricorn new moon starting right after the solstice. It's going to be the next day at one Capricorn. That is going to, well, I'll talk about that next time, but that is a real kind of kick up the backside new beginning um whether you're in the depths of winter or the height of summer it doesn't matter energetically that is going to be a real kick up the backside now we're kind of in this point and i want to show you the magus again of reorganizing all the molecules being this mercurial magician sort of juggling all the balls in the air and throwing it back together again in a new way. Okay, so this is what's coming. All right, so let's talk about this um, astrology a little bit more. And I don't want to kind of 
kill you with too much detail. But first of all, the main thing is that this is a mutable grand cross, I'm going to call it. And we've got the, I looked at the moon, sun opposition. So the sun is our core, the moon is our emotions, Mars is our action, is retrograde. So the action barbs are kind of coming inward a little bit emotionally, maybe being a little bit hypercritical of yourself, to be quite honest, around this full moon. And we've also got the ruler out of bounds, Mercury and Venus in Sagittarius. Incidentally, <laughs> Venus is right on the galactic center. So she's really tuned into some new information coming through as well as being out of bounds. So she's really acting differently. How do we do relationship, love and values differently? Incidentally, Mercury, the, the ruler of the new of the full moon is at the degree of the next new moon. It's as if the messenger of the gods is taking the message of this full moon of what we're juggling, what we're, how we're reorganizing our molecules to be recreated, renewed, uh, re whatever. <laughs> um, as if Mercury is saying, this is where we're headed. This is how we are going to build something new out of the chaos that we are emerging from you know we just come through a very heavy eclipse season um, we had um, a very um, intense um, particular the blood red moon eclipse on the election day november the 8th i'm not saying it was bad but it was intense uh, not all bad anyway and uh, on that eclipse both uh, Mercury and Venus were combust the sun. Well, they're not combust anymore on this full moon. They are unleashed like um, bucking broncos <laughs> into a field, kind of throwing their mane about everywhere, going, yahoo, and they're out of bounds now going, okay, it's time to create something different. So it's quite exciting, really, but also kind of a little bit uh, crazy making. But as I said, at the other points of the Grand Cross, we've got Juno in Pisces. Juno is um, the protector of women and children. She is in Pisces, the sign of the collective unconscious, the cosmic soup, the, the womb of everything. Uh, we were born from chaos and she is birthing something new in there. And she is reminding us of our partnership with everything, the how interconnected we all are. Then at the other end of the um, Grand Cross, the mutable Grand Cross, we have Asteroid Lilith. Now, Asteroid Lilith is the only physical Lilith. Um, she is an actual rock. Black Moon Lilith is commonly used in astrology and she is a point. She is not an actual physical um, rock. The difference I see between the two Liliths is that asteroid Lilith is kind is the original female, the physical woman that was created equally from the same dirt in the Adam and Eve um, myth. She only Lilith, only it was Adam and Lilith. And Adam and Lilith were created at the same time from the dirt, not from anybody's rib or anything like that. An asteroid Lilith was a talk to the hand Lilith. Her symbol is five fingers. She is like going, nope, I am not going to be um, submissive to you. 
and we all know how that went. She got thrown out and shamed and that ended up with Black Moon Lilith kind of being the ragey, shamed divine feminine that was excluded from the Garden of Eden. So asteroid Lilith is belonged in the Garden of Eden and she in Virgo is saying, I am whole here. I am whole unto myself. Um, and we all have asteroid Lilith in us. This is not particularly to do with men and women. It's just how that has been represented in our society for a few ages. But we're moving into a new age, right? And asteroid Lilith in Virgo is very much about being whole unto herself. So these two divine feminine energies are saying we have to integrate this into all that is looking at the elements of the um, mutable grand cross we've got two yang energies which is sagittarius and gemini which is traditionally called masculine energies and then we have two uh, yin energies water and earth which are virgo and pisces and we have to bring it all in together in community the lover's card. So that's the invitation of how we're rethinking, how we treat each other. Okay. Now to look at this mystic rectangle, this is bringing in Black Moon Lilith, who is kind of a, the, the ragey wild part of ourselves, the very elemental female that has, has either been thrown out of Eden or uh, uh, ran off um, out of Eden because she would not be subdued and she's kind of ragey kind of saying um, you know I'm here this is me I'm really elemental I'm not going to be shamed anymore for wanting my rightful place in um, in the world and she's in the sign of cancer which is the sign of birth and she is conjunct Pallas Athena who is the creative intelligence asteroid. These two have been tracking together for quite some time. But on this full moon, she's in a re mystic rectangle, which sounds all beautiful. And it is a little bit more gentle than the cardinal grand cross or square, because it's got trines and sextiles in it, which are a bit more supportive. But it is oppositions too. It's two oppositions. So Pallas Athena, uh, the strategist, the creative intelligence, wise owl and, and, um, and Black Moon Lilith are facing off to Pluto in Capricorn. Pluto is the planet of death and rebirth. Cancer and Capricorn are in the signs of birth to death, um, birth, old age, death, cycle of life, but also the home and our society, the structures of our society. And Pallas Athena and, um, and Black Moon Lilith um, are facing up to Pluto. And Pluto is, re is, uh, is revealing more that is being destroyed in the structures of our society that are no longer working, that are no longer supportive of the entirety of our life cycles, etc. Now, the other parts of this um, um, mystic rectangle are in opposition between Ceres in Virgo and Jupiter. And Ceres in Virgo, Ceres, um, some think Ceres rules Virgo. I, I kind of tend to agree though, 
Um, I can see argument for all earth signs and I am a little bit dodgy about rulerships anyway, but either way, Ceres is um, about at least modern rulerships. Ceres um, is comfortable in the sign of Virgo and Ceres is, sign, is saying we have to nurture wholeness. We have to nurture service, being practical and useful. And then Jupiter over in Pisces, Jupiter being the traditional ruler of Pisces, is saying we need to bring faith back in and trust and surrender and bring um, this sense of the mystical and the magical and higher love back down to earth in very practical and useful ways to serve each other. And these Four energies are in this dance, this mystic rectangle dance on this full moon as well. So we not only have the opposition of a full moon and um, the opposition of um, asteroid Lilith and Juno. So that's two oppositions. We also have oppositions from Pluto to black moon Lilith with Pallas Athena and from Jupiter and Ceres. And so that's four oppositions. There's a lot of tension on this full moon and this very heightened energy with planets being out of bounds. But the key to oppositions is always centre. That seven, I think, is the real kind of key to integrating the energy of this full moon and for juggling all these balls that we've got coming up in in this uh, lunation and you know i go back to that look at him he's just juggling everything he's juggling all the elements creating magic and that's what we can do from this full moon if we try all right so before i read the symbols um i'm just going to say you know it's kind of exciting this full moon it's very heightened very wild but this huge potential in it and it is moving us into this into a very powerful solstice and new moon just a, just after the solstice excuse me as the wheel turns the wheel of the year turns and i do want to remind you of the card that actually i just pulled for this full moon that new beginnings we are coming out of this time. Yes, we're still in the chaos. Yes, we're still in um, this time where everything seems to be falling apart. Incidentally, that is another part of the seven. Um, the seven often shows up where things crumble so that new things can be reborn that are more enlightened. So we'll bring that into, okay. All right. So before I read the symbols, I just want to remind you to subscribe and remind you to check out my offer below. I forgot to also mention, silly me, that not only will you get my um, Venus enchantment, uh, sorry, my Venus retrograde journey class for free next summer. If you become a member and stay a member till through the end of the class, at least. You also get entered into a drawing to win one of these. I have two copies of this to give away. My friend Desiree Roby, well, my new friend, she wasn't my friend until she asked me if I would endorse her book. And I said yes, and we've become friends now. My endorsements on the front. You can check out my interview with her also on my YouTube channel. 
Um, but I have two copies to give away and um, I will be drawing, um, doing a drawing at the end of the year for anybody who's a member of my Venus Enchantment community at the end of the year. So join the community, you, you'll stay in the community, you'll get the community and the Venus, Venus Retrograde class and you'll get a chance to win one of the books. So back to the symbols. Okay, so the Sabian symbol. The head of a robust youth changes into that of a mature thinker. Mm. Keynote, the transformation of physical vitality into the power to build concepts and intellectual formulations through which knowledge can be transferred. He says in this, um, he said, um, I don't, I'm, I'm not going to read all of his interpretation because sometimes it's a little bit archaic in terms of women and men. But he's talking about the process of quiet and steady metamorphosis of biological energy into mind power, which can be seen symbolically as the man way. Um, the symbolism may seem old fashioned today. <laughs> yes, it does. But the two contrasting approaches, emotions and mind uh, to communication of new experiences remain evident, however one wishes to symbolize them. But what he's talking really about is transformation of emotions into mind and instincts into thought. So in a way, he's actually talking about integrating them because he's not talking about denying the emotions. He's turn, He's saying, you know, take your feelings, which is the moon in this and that very instinctive energy with Mars and convert it into new thinking, new ways of thinking, new perceptions. And he says it's a process of mental metamorphosis. And I'm talking about Dane, Dane Rajah here when I say he it's his interpretation I was reading so that's the Sabian symbol so we can see that you know we're rethinking re-evaluating and we're bringing our emotions into it into this heightened full moon now the Chandra symbol is a magic coin so we come back to the magician magic whoa that has only one side Bland realism as a complete cover-up, masquerading in whatever style and form disarms and deflects and confuses and confounds, preferring to portray yourself as plain, straightforward and as basic as can be. The ruse is that if you consistently blow yourself up to be a commonsensical character, people shall look at you lightly, no probing. This frees up the subconscious mind to frolic impetuously, almost randomly. And if anybody ever inquired into the motivating spark behind the subconscious play and abandon, you would find a future soul discovering ways to entertain itself and keep it going. But exceedingly aware of the tides of events, awaiting the first cue to explode the personality and get on with the future for real. Now, that's kind of a complex one, I think. It's, you know, Gemini is very two-sided. I think on this symbol, it's saying this is so complex, this uh, full moon energy. This is what it's saying to me in light of the astrology anyway, that, you know, we're going into that seven, into the um, energy of um, spiritual enlightenment and tuning into 
faith and the collective unconscious and the intuition and the inner knowing through mysticism. But because it's such a complex integration that we're having to go through, we may have to kind of put on this little act, Gemini, kind of sociable butterfly. Here I am. Here's my act. I'm mimicking, copying, doing this, doing that. Well, I've got all this stuff going on inside that we're integrating. And for the two weeks after the full moon, before the solstice and that new moon coming up afterwards, where we're ready to drive forward, then we have to kind of put on this act so that until, what was that last phrase? We're ready to get on with the future for real. Okay. And Capricorn is very real. And Mercury is at that degree of that next new moon. So we're thinking about where we're going, but we're not ready to go there quite yet. But we're getting ready. So all in all, it's a very juggly <laughs> full moon. Oh, there's, we're going to be juggling so many elements, so many balls, so many feelings, so many thoughts, uh, so many elements, so many parts of ourselves. It's It really is like we're literally kind of having all our molecules kind of reorganized. Um, if anybody joined me on the dismemberment and rememberment journey that I did for um, for the big lunar eclipse, you can also do a dismemberment and rememberment journey for this full moon, um, because literally thinking of ourselves as these um, elements that the magus, the magician is juggling, we are reorganizing our molecules to create something more magic and new. So for now, Thanks for listening. Thanks for being with me. Thanks always for your support. Don't forget to subscribe. Give me a thumbs up. Maybe even share. Leave me a comment. I love your comments. I always respond. So until next time, thanks for listening.